God morning listeners, this is Pray For Us. It actually is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. And at the same time, oh yes, we are praying for us. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Kiki and Darius and um, just congratulating them on coming together and creating life. May God bless them. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Paul described the church as the pillar and support of the truth. The truth it guards, however, cannot stay within its four walls, but must be proclaimed to an unbelieving world. Jesus considered this so important that his last words to the apostles were, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Mark 16, verse 15. Listeners, do you understand how it is how important it is that we obey this command? Many institutions do the important work of feeding the hungry and helping the needy. But the church, which is the people, has the additional unique calling to share the gospel of Christ. It is the single most important message that anyone can hear. God uses the good news of salvation to rescue people from eternal condemnation and transfer them into his kingdom. The gospel is relevant to every age, need, and season of life. It contains simple truths that the youngest or the most uneducated can understand and it's superior to all other philosophies and religions. Our message is absolutely sure with eternal truths that we need no correction or alteration. And what's more, it reveals the only path that leads to salvation through faith in Jesus. So you better ask the Holy Spirit to help you examine the message that your life and your words proclaim. Only the gospel of Christ can save us. Amen. So remember listeners, as Christians, we are to go out into all the world. Amen. Woo, I stumbled across something amazing this morning uh, from the Daily Guide, Praying the Names of Jesus, written by Ann Spangler. Luke chapter 24, verse 32, says, When he was able to table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, 
Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Listeners, today, please reflect on Luke 24, verses 13 to 35. Praise God for revealing himself to us as bread that is broken. Offer thanks for Christ's faithfulness to you. Confess your lack of gratitude and ask God to open your eyes to his goodness. Listeners, do you remember the story about how Christ appeared to two of his disciples when they were walking to Emmaus, a town outside of Jerusalem? I'm sorry, Emmaus. It was a gloomy conversation all about the tragedy that had unfolded three days earlier. Astonished by the stranger's seeming ignorance of the crucifixion of Jesus, the two travelers revealed their own ignorance by describing the death of the man who was walking right next to them. Then the stranger began instructing them. How could they be so slow to understand? Jesus laid it out from start to finish, reminding them of all the scriptures that apply to him from Moses straight through Malachi. When they arrived at their destination, the two travelers urged the stranger to stay with them. Again, the roles were reversed. As the three sat down for their evening meal, the stranger began acting as the host, taking bread into his hands, giving thanks, breaking it, and then handing it to his guests. Suddenly, in the midst of thanksgiving and bread breaking, the two travelers knew exactly whom they were dining with. The same man who had fed the 5,000 who had called himself the bread of life and who had died on a cross just three days ago. Listeners, I wonder how many times we are like the two disheartened travelers. We act as if Jesus is a million miles away, though he's standing right beside us. And like the disciples on the road, we feel abandoned and bewildered far from the God who promises to be with us always. David was often impulsive and irritable and seemed clueless about how to get along with other kids. This is the story of a young boy, a seven-year-old boy named David. She knew that her son had a neurological disorder that contributed to his bad behavior. She had done everything she knew to help him, and she prayed nonstop that God would heal him. Why hadn't he? Where was he? She was so hungry for a sense of Christ's presence, for tangible evidence that he cared about her and that he cared about David. And then suddenly, 
her thoughts turned to the summer that was winding to a close. And despite David's difficulties, the couple of months that had gone by truly had been fun. She thanked God for the good times that they had had together and she recalled them one by one. Now that she thought about it, she realized that David had been a lot calmer lately and that there had been fewer bad episodes and fewer tantrums. Thank God for that. Maybe the new medicine was finally working. David had been eating and sleeping better too and come to think of it, she said she was grateful for the neighborhood kids that had befriended him. David had spent nearly every day of the last month playing with them and the more friends expressed her thankfulness to God, the more she found to be thankful for. But she hadn't seen it before. So listeners, it is like that for most of us. We long for the tangible evidence of God's love, but we fail to see it. And in part, because we've not learned to be thankful. It's not just that God likes to be thanked. It's that we need to thank him. Expressing our gratitude is like holding a little celebration in God's honor. It is a way of feeding on his goodness, reminding ourselves of what he's done for us, and thankfulness opens our eyes to God's faithfulness, which in turn nourishes our faith. Eucharist is a common name for Christian commemoration of the Last Supper, and it comes from the Greek word meaning thanksgiving. So please ask God to open your eyes to his goodness. Stay right there. We'll be right back. I had to share. I had to. Skipping gratitude is like skipping the meal that God has prepared for us. And without it, We merely move on to the next feed, feeling hungry and empty without the faith to believe that God will sustain us. If you are feeling hungry for God, spend some time right now thanking him for everything good in your life. And it doesn't matter if your list is short, just start thanking him for all the good that you can see for all the good that you can remember. Then try to make gratefulness a daily habit. And if you do, listeners, you're gonna be surprised at how quickly your list will grow and how steady your sense of God's abiding presence will become. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every 
hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken, Lord. Root out any unproductive cells, Lord. Open any blocked arteries or veins, Lord, and rebuild and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation, Lord, and cleanse any infection, Lord. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body, Lord, to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function, Lord, the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, in body, and spirit, so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And let us not ever forget Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and oh, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We're ready for you to whisper in our ear, Lord. We're ready for you to whisper in our ear. Trials and troubles. Troubles will come. They're inevitable to a fallen world. Struggles may be fierce, and you'll face fears that will threaten to overcome you. You'll find yourself wrestling within and unable to defeat the debilitating doubts. Know this. When you face obstacles of any kind, I will either take you around them or give you the strength to endure. I am with you always. Never do I leave your side, not for a moment. You will continually question my ways. I know that. Count on me. Come to me with your questions 
And trust me, even when I cannot give you all the answers, I have purposes for all that I permit within your life. I use your problems and your troubles to teach you powerful lessons and to strengthen your faith. At times, I'll lead you deeper into the darkness where nothing but my light shines on the next step that you must take. I'm teaching you to trust me completely. I want you to see obstacles as opportunities, not as difficulties. And when I test you through the troubles of life, put my promises to proof. Claim as many of my promises as your situation renders. These times of doubt are where faith is grown. I know you want out a quick escape. And there are two things that you can do. You can try to get rid of your troubles or you can recognize that your trials are challenges that will bring about a blessing in your life. I'm offering you a larger measure of my divine grace. When you're tempted to give up, remember that you're a conqueror through my son, who loves you. Come on, listeners. It doesn't get any better than that, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Amen. And prayers to start your day. It says, put faith above feelings. Hebrews 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Listeners, be in charge of your emotions. You have formed the unfortunate habit of letting other people or troubling situations determine the quality of your thoughts and the direction of your day. If you're wise, and if you'd like to build a better life for yourself and for your loved ones, you will learn to control your emotions before your emotions control you. Human emotions are highly viable, decidedly unpredictable, and often unreliable. Our emotions are like the weather, only far more fickle. So we must learn to live by faith and not by the ups and downs of our emotional roller coasters. Sometime during today, you will probably be gripped by a strong negative feeling. Distrust it, rein it in, test it and turn it over to God. Your emotions will inevitably change God will not. So trust him completely as you watch those negative feelings slowly evaporate into thin air, which of course they will. Our emotions can lie to us, 
and we need to counter our emotion with truth. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, you are my strength and my refuge. As I journey through this day, I will encounter events that cause me emotional distress. Lord, when I am not troubled, let me turn to you. Keep me steady, Lord, and in those difficult moments, renew a right spirit inside my heart. Amen. And dear Heavenly Father, when I am troubled, you heal me. When I am afraid, you protect me. When I am discouraged, you lift me up. In times of adversity, let me trust your plan for my life. And whatever my circumstances, Lord, let me always give the thanks and the glory to you. Amen. Listeners, I'm titling today's podcast, Prove It. We love the Lord. We want to follow him. We are learning from him. We are building our faith. We are receiving blessings. We are being a blessing to others. We are following the Lord as best we can. Please, listeners, continue to prove it to Jesus that we are worthy of his love and his kindness and his care and his greatness and his protection and his love and his guidance and his salvation. And we are worthy of the wonderful will that he has and the plan that he has for us to live an abundant life. I know this to be true. God bless you all. Come back tomorrow so that we can pray again. Prove it. Bye for now.